Hello, this is Congressman Jim Clyburn, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Clyburn Chronicles. I have always been a lover of history. I see this platform as a way to connect history with the politics of today. This is so important because as Judge Santiano once said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Each episode, my guest and I will have a conversation about the lessons of the past, the politics of the present, and how we must learn from those experiences to help shape the future. Thank you for taking time to listen, and welcome to Clyburn Chronicles. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Clyburn Chronicles. I'm joined today by Dr. Miguel Cardona, the 12th United States Secretary of Education. I have a special affinity uh, for Dr. Uh, Cardona. Uh, he started uh, out uh, his uh, professional career as I did, the classroom teacher, but he became much more of a, su a success at it than I did. He went on to become a principal, a district administrator, and assistant superintendent before being named in 2019 as Connecticut's state education chief. It is there uh, that he came to the attention of President Joe Biden, and Joe Biden named Secretary Cardona uh, to be Secretary of Education on, and he was sworn in on March 2nd, 2021. As all of you may be aware, uh, the COVID-19 student loan debt repayment pause ends on December 31st. Understanding this, the Biden-Harris administration has announced targeted debt relief programs for overburdened borrowers to make the student loan system more manageable. So today, we are going to talk about a few of these programs and how the Biden-Harris administration is working to give the next generation a path to financial freedom. So welcome once again, Dr. Cardona, and I uh, want to thank you, not just for being here with me today, uh, but coming to South Carolina, to my district, several weeks ago. Uh, you uh, made a tremendous impression uh, on the constituents there, most especially those students at South Carolina State and Claflin uh, Universities. And I thank you so much for being here. I also thank you uh, for your commitment to improving access to higher education, ensuring that there are adequate resources to address the learning needs of all students and addressing the opportunity gaps that primarily impact our diverse and low income uh, students. So thank you for being here. Uh, and uh, unless you uh, uh, have some opening comments, I'll go right into some questions. Uh, 
Thank you. I just want to say thank you, uh, Mr. Majority Whip uh, Leader Clyburn. Um, it's it's um like you you know once a teacher always a teacher right and um for me addressing disparities in education has to be at the core of what we do uh you've been championing that um and i'm honored to serve as secretary for for our country at this time thank you thanks for having me well thank you very much it's interesting you you made that comment about once a teacher always a teacher well, yesterday i was in northern virginia uh and when i finished uh, my speech a lady came up to me and says you had to have been a teacher. And I said, yes. How did you know? She says, because I can tell the teacher. <laughs> and so I hope that was a good comment. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a little bit about it. As you know, there are, uh, you're managing all of this. The student loan debt is primary uh, on the minds of a lot of people. Uh, there are two big deadlines looming. One is on the 31st of October, uh, which is Monday. The other, the 31st of December. Uh, and uh, I think that let's take the first one first. Uh, let's uh, share uh, with our listeners here today uh, a little bit about the public service uh, student loan debt uh, forgiveness program that uh, has a window that closes uh on monday please explain a little bit of what that is and of what we would urge people to do uh if they have not already done it between now and monday thank you very much for this opportunity to share this um let, let, let me start by saying when when i became secretary of education we got a very clear charge here to fix a broken system to fix a system that separated the haves and the have-nots a system that provided a higher education opportunity to some more than others. Um, and one of the ways we worked hard to fix that system was to address a program that was already enacted called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness. In essence, if you're a public servant and you've worked for 10 years in public service and you've been paying your student loans, your loans should be forgiven. They should be um, erased. So what was happening when we got in, that program was broken. There was a lot of misinformation given to borrowers. So we had teachers, we had nurses, we had veterans, we had people serving their communities that were trying to apply for this and they were being turned away. As a matter of fact, in the last administration, 98% of the people that applied for this were turned away. So one of the things we did was we realized we had to fix this and we created a one-year waiver that expires monday in that one-year waiver we're widening the net of people that are qualified that can qualify for this so if you apply before monday the chances of you being accepted into this program are greater if you're a public servant and you've been paying your loans um, we're simplifying the process also um, and we're counting all the payments that were made in the past, even if they were made to um, loan uh, servicers that don't fall under the umbrella. Well, we're giving folks one year to fall under that umbrella and we can provide loan forgiveness or get people closer to loan forgiveness. So since we opened up this waiver, we went from 7,000 people getting it from when it started and 98% of the people being denied 
to having provided over $14 billion in loan forgiveness to more than 236,000 borrowers. So the system is working better. It's, it's actually providing loan forgiveness. I talked to a teacher that had over $80,000 in debt forgiven because she applied. So those who are listening, when in doubt, fill it out. Public service loan forgiveness. If you go to our website and type in public service loan forgiveness, you'll see the application process. Um, the deadline is Monday. It has to be done before Monday to take advantage of this waiver. Well, that's great. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I, uh, I've had two podcasts uh, dealing uh, with this program. Uh, the first one, I had 753 uh, or four uh, people participating at the beginning. And at the end, I had 752. Wow. Only two people dropped off uh, in about 45 or 50 minutes. And uh, I thought it was so well attended, I had a second one. And this one, over 500 uh, uh, people participated. And right at the end of the second one, a young lady came on and said that she was a psychologist. Uh, she had borrowed money for undergraduate school, for graduate school, and was now a psychologist, uh, and she uh, owed over $100,000 uh, wow. in loan money. And she paid for 10 years religiously. And she applied uh, under the previous administration and got turned down. But when you all opened this window, she reapplied. And she said to everybody uh, participating, it works. Wow. Two weeks ago, I got a letter saying all is forgiven. That's awesome. So it works. It works well. And so thank you so much uh, for the work you're doing. And to all the listeners here today, the 31st of October, Monday, ends this program. And this one is totally separate from the others you've been hearing about. Uh, that the lawsuit uh, has been filed on, and the secretary is going to explain those two for us in a minute. But just remember, this is the public service loan forgiveness program. That means if you borrowed money to go to school, you've been paying on that debt for 10 years, you are eligible to have the rest of that forgiven if you are a school teacher, uh, a police officer, a first responder in any capacity, so long as you're providing a public service, 501c3, working in the hospital, working for the community health centers, you are eligible. And you've got until Monday uh, to complete your application. So thank you so much uh, for that, Mr. Secretary. Now let's turn our attention for a little bit to the other two programs. Uh, well, there's one program, two categories uh, that you uh, and President Biden announced several weeks ago. Uh, I'll let you do it in your own fashion. Thank you very much. 
we're really proud of, of both of these. The first one, again, public service loan forgiveness. If folks type in pslf.gov, um, there's a, a assistance tool that can help you get through it. it just apply. My, my message is just apply. That can be up to 100, you know, whatever balance is left, as you mentioned. And then I'm really proud to talk about what the president announced in August and what we've been working extremely hard to deliver on since then. The president announced broad-based targeted debt relief, meaning if you are making less than $125,000 a year, or if you're in a family making less than $250,000 a year, you're eligible for debt relief. If you have been a recipient of a Pell Grant or eligible for Pell Grants, you're eligible for up to $20,000 in debt relief. What this is transformational. We know, we know, Majority Whip, that 42% of Black borrowers with this alone will have zero debt for student loans when this moves forward. So, this one action will take 42% of our Black borrowers and zero out their balance. And this application process, Majority Whip, if they start applying for it now, by the time I'm done talking, they'll be done. There, this one, uh, you visit studentaid.gov. It'll take you right to the application page and literally less than five minutes to fill that out. Under $125,000 to qualify for this. You can get $10,000 in debt relief, but if you were a Pell Grant recipient, you can get $20,000 in debt relief through this new program. So we're encouraging everyone to apply. In about a week's time, we have over 22 million people's information. Talk about an interest in this. So more than half of the people that are eligible for this, we already have their information in one week. Um, so we're trying to deliver on the promise. As you mentioned, sir, there are some uh, Republican uh, leaders who are suing us to try to stop us from doing this, uh, but we are moving full steam ahead, collecting the information of those who uh, are eligible, and we're going to fight through the courts, and we're going to we're going to win, and we're going to move forward to provide debt relief to Americans who are trying to get back on their feet, much like uh, we did for small businesses. We're trying to help middle class folks. We know ninety percent of the dollars are going to go to folks who are making less than $75,000. This is aimed at the middle class, aimed at those who need the support right now. Well, that's great. And I would hope that people will uh, go ahead and, uh, as you said, go on, uh, like, click on, uh, and fill out the forms. Uh, remember, uh, this action that's been taken, we have no idea how it will end. We do know that what has been done is temporary. Uh, no final uh, action is, is yet. Uh, this is a process uh, that the full uh, legal uh, process would have to uh, work on. So just fill out the forms now uh, so that uh, if and when uh, it becomes full-fledged, you will have your applications in. So I know that you all are working uh, to continue that work in Congress. Uh, it's also working. 
uh, I have uh, introduced legislation myself, uh, along with uh, Congressman uh, Brendan Boyle uh, in uh, Pennsylvania uh, to address this issue, uh, because in anticipation of what may or may not be ways that you can improve the program, uh, if it is determined uh, that it cannot move forward, then we are going to move forward legislatively. If we can move forward, uh, we'll see uh, what we can do to expand the program. So uh, thank you guys for doing this. And I really, really uh, feel uh, that young people all over will be benefit uh, tremendously uh, by this effort. Now, you know, I um, uh, believe that um, uh, you mentioned the number of African-American uh, students that will benefit from this. Um, uh, it is interesting uh, for the size to be of such uh, that over 40% uh, will have no debt at all uh, when this is uh, uh, moved forward. Uh, but uh, I want everybody to, uh, to know that you and I recognize uh, that this legal process must uh, work its way, uh, but we just want everybody to be um, prepared uh, if it um, uh, continues to move forward. Uh, now, uh, are there any other plans on the horizon uh, that uh, the department uh, may have to deal uh, with the whole notion of student debt relief? Yeah, so yes. The public service loan forgiveness waiver expires Monday. We are working, as you said, around the clock to try to push forward with the broader based debt relief. And we're going to keep our folks, uh, keep people informed. We are also working, and we made an announcement earlier this week, that when the waiver ends, we are going, the PSLF waiver, the public service loan forgiveness waiver, we are working to make some of the benefits in the waiver permanent. So we're going through a process that we use here of negotiated rulemaking, it's called. So that by July 1st, it's our expectation that some of the benefits in the waiver are going to be permanent solutions. Um, and we worked really hard to make sure we listened uh, to what folks needed. So some of the simplification of it uh, is going to be extended. Um, and we're going to try to count more of the loans that people are paying now under this umbrella for loan forgiveness. So we're proud of that. Another thing, uh, Majority Whip, when the loans restart in January, borrowers will not have to get pay into the same system that they had to pay into before that required so much of their earnings to be put towards student loans. We are introducing in early 2023, it's called the income-driven repayment process. So folks apply for this and it, uh, people who are paying their bills for loans will only pay 5% of their salary versus 10%. So in essence, if you sign up for this, your student loan payments are gonna be cut in half. That's significant for so many Americans who are, struggling to make their monthly bills because their student loan payments are six, $700. That's gonna be cut in half. 
It's called income-driven repayment uh, changes. I'm just as proud about that as I am about the loan, uh, the debt forgiveness portion, because it's going to have long-term impact on borrowers for many generations. Kids that are in high school now will benefit from that. Um, so we're extending the public service loan forgiveness benefits, and we're also improving income-driven repayment. And then just for the cherry on top, we're also going to go after those colleges that are doing predatory practices to prey on first-generation college students who want to chase the American dream. We're going after those folks if they're lying or misleading students. Well, that's great to hear. Many of us are aware. In fact, um, I think that one of the first things uh, President Biden did in addressing this debt uh, was to um, uh, reach out to those students who went to these for-profit institutions that proved uh, to be making a profit and not doing much of anything else. Uh, you might want to discuss that as well. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things we did, um, we went after the students that were taken advantage of by Corinthian College, ITT College. You might have seen their commercials. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did a lot of promotion uh, and they sold uh, a bill of goods to our students. But when our students graduated, they weren't finding jobs because they were misled. Um, there was another school, Marinello School of Beauty, um, who, uh, you know, they took advantage of people wanting to hire, get higher education, and they were leaving it with a lot of debt and very poor job placement. So for over 1 million students that were in programs like that, we were able to totally discharge $14 billion in debt. We wiped their slate clean. We also provided support for those who have total and permanent disabilities. If you're deemed to be totally disabled, how are you gonna be able to pay off these enormous student loans? We wiped that slate clean. Look, we're trying to make college, higher education more accessible. We're also going after those bad actors that are taking advantage of our most vulnerable. Well, thank you so much for that because um, I, uh, was very familiar uh, with some of those schools that were operating uh, there in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And as you say, praying upon, and that's P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. Uh, yeah. They were not <laughs> praying for. You're right. Praying upon so many uh, young people who are only interested in trying uh, to learn a skill or get educated to the point that they could uh, make a better uh, living for themselves and to be taken advantage of this way was just uh, really, really a bad, bad deal. And they were saddled with that debt mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives, uh, so to speak. Uh, and I don't think that this administration got enough credit for that. It was a headline uh, for one or two days and people seemed to have uh, moved on and forgot about that. But that is one of the things I think you all are deserving of a lot of credit for. Thank you. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thank now, you. you know, you mentioned the permanent improvements. I think I read somewhere that there was uh, something in the permanent improvement uh, that um, uh, the PSLF will have 
for military associated with the military. Yes, we want to make sure that those who choose to protect our country and protect our rights and our freedoms are also embraced by this public service loan forgiveness program. Um, and we've done outreach specifically to our armed uh, forces, veterans, uh, and service members currently uh, uh, enlisted to make sure that they are aware that, look, we are fighting for you. Um, we are removing barriers too. So many of our veterans, so many of our veterans shared how difficult the process was before, how, you know, they served their country. They were fighting across uh, seas only to be told that their loans are out of uh, sync and therefore they don't qualify for loan forgiveness. It was almost like adding insult to injury. We cleaned that up. We're lifting up our veterans the way they should be lifted uh, and we're awarding credits for the months that they served. Uh, and, or their or their loans were in deferment uh, or forbearance. We're counting those months. They were told, put it in forbearance, but they were never told it's not going to count now toward public service loan forgiveness. They were misled. We're cleaning that up. Our veterans deserve uh, respect. Our, our service members deserve the best, not the runaround. So we're working really hard to straighten that out as well. Well, thank you so much for that. There's one other thing I want to mention before uh, we sign off here. I, um, you, you mentioned disabilities. Now, some uh, a part of this program, uh, one could be receiving uh, treatment for various things like cancer or something, uh, and get uh, in, which may not be permanent. It may not be a permanent disability, uh, but get some credit for that as well. Am I correct? Yeah, so through that total and permanent disability process, uh, we are providing loan uh, cancellation for those who have certain classifications by their medical doctor. So I would certainly encourage anyone interested in learning more about that to visit our website, um, to you know reach out. We want to make sure that you're getting access to the benefits you deserve, that you're not getting the runaround and that the Department of Education uh, is viewed as a support and a service agency to make sure that the folks that are either serving or have had the the challenge in life of having a, a disability, they get uh, whatever benefits uh, they're eligible for. Um, visiting our website, ed.gov, typing in total and permanent disability will get you more information on that. And then we have um, you know, call centers. If people have questions, we want to make sure that we're providing real-time support for folks who are eligible for these programs. So thank you. Let me say to my listeners once again, look, if you borrowed money to go to school and you've been paying on this uh, loan and you uh, think, uh, especially if you've got a hardship, go online to check with these uh, programs. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of people miss out uh, because they just, uh, make their own decisions about whether or not they are eligible. Uh, let some professional help come in. Uh, I've heard had people to tell me uh, that they uh, uh, just went on whim, decided to check it out, but didn't think they should. I just had the same thing that happened uh, a couple of days ago, dealing with what we recently did with the um, uh, with the PAC Act, uh, mm -hmm. dealing with veterans. A lot of veterans who were serving back in the, um, in the Vietnam. 
and got uh, 20, uh, 30 and 40 percent. Um, right. When they got out, uh, because it would be the PAC Act, they now eligible for 80, 90, and 100 percent. Uh, I was in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Sunday, and the gentleman who was uh, in the uh, sanctuary there, uh, where I spoke, told me he had just left his veterans' office, and he was um, had just been diagnosed with leukemia, wow. uh, and uh, uh, they traced it back to Agent Orange, and he got it a hundred percent just this past week. So. I want to say to all of the students out there, uh, the ones who borrowed money, don't make the decision yourself. Uh, go online and let uh, some of the professionals help you with this. Now, I want to uh, thank you, uh, not just for being here, but thank you so much uh, for helping to make the case for something that I say almost every day I'm out on the stump. We exist, the government exists to provide service, not to make a profit off of people. Uh, we are not a private business. Private businesses cannot exist unless they make a profit. Government agencies should not exist if they don't provide a service. Right. And that's what this is all about public service loan forgiveness being provided by the United States Department of Education that's being overseen uh, by uh, Secretary Miguel Cardona. And I want you all to tune in uh, or uh, click on however you do it and um, get the benefit of this service. We are putting service back in to uh, this loan forgiveness program. Thank you, Mr. Majority Whip. Um, you know, it, it is an honor to serve and it's an honor to be a part of an administration and leaders like you who are really making sure that we work for the people of this country. Uh, there has been a lot in a year and a half to benefit uh, borrowers, those who are seeking higher education, those who've been taken advantage of. And we're just warming up Look, there's a lot of work to do out there to fix a broken system, and we're committed to doing it at the Department of Education. Thank you for your leadership, and thank you for your support. Thank you so much, and thank you very much for being with us today. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been uh, listening to another edition of Clyburn Chronicles. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clyburn Chronicles. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a comment. And don't forget to subscribe to my show wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I'm Congressman Jim Clyburn.